almost got my wrong, the timing wrong there. <laughs> so Jeremy was uh, was sharing uh, with us the other day. He, he, he took his family up to uh, to Kansas because Johnny had a baseball game, and he was just sharing with his wife, uh, with Katie, how he hates Kansas. Okay. And then he sees the red and blue lights in his rear view mirror. And the, uh, the officer comes up and says, uh, you know, you were driving, you were going 75 miles an hour. And Jeremy says, you can't be. I, I've got, got my cruise control on. And they were able to look at the cruise control and, and verify that indeed he was, he was going the speed limit. So um, after they got back on the road, Jeremy said, so I guess there's one good thing about Kansas. <laughs> so Jeremy had to supply the, the humor for the day since he's, he's the one that's usually telling jokes. So this morning uh, we read the, the passage earlier. I want to read that again. Am I good with the mic? Everything's good? Okay. So this, uh, Mark chapter 4, takes place real early on in Jesus' ministry. He's, he's been in the habit of, of running into to men, men along the fishing shore, the, the Sea of Galilee, fishing, and, and he says, follow me. Follow me. And so uh, he's been uh, teaching all morning, or all, all day long. As you can see, the story takes place about when it comes toward evening. Let me just review the lesson with us, the story with us again. <clears throat> that day, as evening was approaching, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. And so they left the crowd and they took Jesus along with, it, with them just as he was. And a storm came up. And the storm was so great that the waves began to fill up the boat. But Jesus was asleep in the stern. The disciples came to him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And Jesus got up, and he looked up, and he rebuked the wind, and he told the waves, Be still. And the wind ceased, and the waves became peaceful. And he looked at his disciples and he said, why are you so afraid? Where's your faith? And the disciples said to one another, they were terrified. They said to one another, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey? Wow. Wow. I just want to take a look at, at this, uh, this amazing story. And what I like about the stories of the Bible, these aren't like Grimm's fairy tales. These, are, these really happen. This is a historical account of the life of Jesus. So the first thing I, I see here is it's along towards evening. The disciples have been there. They've been listening to Jesus all day long. And, and maybe they were making plans for their evening. Okay, as we make plans for our evening. And, and Jesus says, let's go to the other side. And they all 
They all get in the boat. They all go along with Jesus and they get in the boat and they go. So what about... Um, think, think about that. Could you imagine... I imagine Thomas. I like, like picking on Thomas. He's always an easy, easy character to, to pick on, you know. I can picture Thomas and... and uh, and Bartholomew saying, hey, uh, hey Jesus, um, that's cool. Um, we've got, we're going to get a pizza. We're going to stay here. And we've got plans. And uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever get the sense after studying the Bible, after coming to church or Bible study, that God is saying, I want you to go to the other side. That, that there is a Jesus, there's a very clear act of obedience that you need to, to take a step in. And you're saying, I'll pray about it. Okay. Yeah. I'll pray about it. Or, or maybe tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I'm going to put that on. How, how are you doing in terms of, of obedience? You know, as parents, we kind of want, we really want immediate obedience of our children, right? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but what about between our relationship with the Lord? When he says, let's go to the other side, do we get in the boat? We're going to come back to that, that lesson here in a little bit. But, so, they, so the disciples all get with Jesus into the boat. And then a storm comes out of nowhere which is very common on the Sea of Galilee. So, so a storm so great that the waves begin to fill the boat and scare the disciples. And remember, what was, their, what was the majority of their occupation? Fishermen. They were fishermen. These, these guys were very familiar with life on the sea. They had encountered many storms during their lifetime on the sea. And this was scary. So that's a, again, that's a spiritual observation. That's what we see in Scripture. We see the disciples getting afraid. But what's a spiritual application for that? Do you ever, have you ever gotten in the boat? Have you ever taken that step of obedience when Jesus is saying, I want you to do this, and then find yourself in a storm? And start, then you start questioning, did I hear God right? Sometimes when we take that step of obedience, we end up in a storm. Okay? And that doesn't mean that we misheard God. That means you had an appointment with a storm. Okay? With the one that perhaps created the storm. Okay? So, so this storm is coming, but where is Jesus? Jesus is asleep in the stern. On a cushion. Think about that. Where is, if, if you're, we're, we're either, I was in a unit at one time, as, as I just retired a year ago. This is the first time I've preached in a year. I retired um, last year, May 2nd. I was when I preached my last sermon to the Colorado National Guard. Um, and it's been, it's been great. Retirement from the military is, is great. Now, how, many, how many retirees we got out there? Amen. All right. Um, so, 
I got to got to get back to where I was supposed to be. <laughs> so we're we're in the boat. Uh, where is Jesus? We're either in a we're in, in some units. We're either we're either deployed. We're getting ready to deploy, or we're finally getting back. Okay, and, and I think in this in this picture here. A lot of times in the, in the life as we are choosing to follow Jesus, we are either in a storm, we're recovering from the last storm, or perhaps Jesus is getting ready for the next storm. Okay? So where, where is Jesus in, in your storm today? Is he asleep? You see, at this point, the disciples had not invited Jesus into the storm. And so, in their fear, they woke him up. They woke him up. Have you have you invited Jesus into your storm? I was working with a fellow one time, and and he just there was a project going on and it was boggling his mind. This this was his storm, and 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 his boss was getting on him about not being able to get the job done. And I said, Have you prayed about it? He, he was a, he claimed to be a man of faith. I said, Have you prayed about it? Oh, I leave. God's got big problems to take care of. He's got to keep the keep the earth rotating, and he's got to keep all this stuff going. I don't. I don't take little stuff like this. To God wants us to take all of our storms, whether it's the little rainstorm or the big life storm. Doing, He wants us to take everything. Doing. Have you Have you invited Jesus to come into your storm? And so they they wake him up. They say, "What did they say?" Teacher, don't you care that we drown? Teacher, don't you care? That's an, that's an interesting phrase, right? Teacher, don't you care? Now, we have the benefit of hindsight, which is 2020, right? And, and from our perspective, have, have you ever said that before? Have you, have you ever talked, cried out to God, don't you care? Yeah, we, 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 all, we all have. But think about that. Think about those words. What did Jesus say to, to settle that, that issue once and for all? He said, greater love is no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus settled once and for all his care for us, his care for you and I, when he spread out his arms on that cross. He said, I love you. God so loved the world. And he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we need to cry out to God. We have to cry out to him in faith. Not, Lord, don't you care? So, so they, they cry out, Lord, don't you care? And what does Jesus do? He, he gets up and he rebukes the wind. We can go out and yell at the wind and the waves all we want. Maybe it was any good. But when Jesus spoke, they became still. Isn't that awesome? They were in the boat with God. Okay. And, they, and, that's what, and they, they became more terrified. They were more afraid with the person that was in the boat than they were of the storm. They were terrified. It was the fear of the Lord. Have you ever experienced the fear of the Lord? Oh, yes. 
to, to have that, that awe moment. Wow. Wow. They're in the boat with the one that created the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything that exists. And he spoke to the storm and it stopped. Wow. <clears throat> And he says to him, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Where's your faith? You know, have you ever experienced that, that Jesus calming your storm? I think, I think as we get, I think, I think Jesus is a lot more, is more gentle uh, with, with the young lambs. When, when we're young in the faith, and, and we see him, I see him intervene in, in amazing ways when we're young in the faith and as we get older he wants us to build our spiritual muscles let me give you an example uh, we, we have a friend friends that were in Afghanistan I was in Afghanistan in 2013 met this family we called them the five J's the five J's Jim Ojean she was a Chinese American and they had two daughters Jamie and Jesse they were eight and nine years old Living in the street, on the streets of Kabul without body armor or bullets. Jim, Ojean, Jamie, Jesse, and Jesus. You don't go to Afghanistan without Jesus. And they, uh, they, seen, they seen, saw God do a lot of things. And they, they heard one story. One man came to him and shared his story with him. He said, yeah, I was, he had this eye problem. His, his eye had disease in it. And he went to the Afghan doctors and they examined him and they said, there's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do and we need to do is we need to cut your eye out. Otherwise, you're going to die. If we don't remove, surgically remove your eye, that poison that is in there is going to kill you. And he said to himself, I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to be ugly. And so this, this, this Muslim man had tried calling out to Muhammad and Allah. But nothing happened. So he cries out to Isa Masih, Jesus Messiah. Isa Masih, I don't want to be ugly. Please heal my heart. And Isa Masih heard his prayer. And he healed his eye. He can't see out of the eye. Okay? He didn't, he didn't ask to be able to see. But uh, he healed his eye so that he doesn't have a hole in his head. In that same faith, his, his wife was struggling with her pregnancy. And he prayed, they cried out to Esau Masih, and, and she delivered a healthy baby. They were struggling with their relationship with their next door neighbor. They grew grapes. And so they, they gave the, the next door neighbor some grapes and now they have a good relationship. And now he has spiritual sight as he has put his faith in Esau Messiah. You see, Jesus calmed the storm. So what I see most of the time today is again as God helps us to build our spiritual muscles Philippians chapter 4 Paul writes about this 
Philippians 4, 6. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't be fearful about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Pray about everything in faith. And God will give you peace in the midst of the storm. Have you experienced peace in the midst of the storm? You know, I wish, I wish God would just, as he did in the story, I wish he'd just turn off the storm. But instead, he gives us peace in the midst of the storm. Think about it. We have brothers and sisters in Ukraine right now, and their storm has been going on for 122 days. And God has given them peace in the midst of the storm. And I don't know what kind of storm you guys are in right now. But as we, as we wake Jesus up, as we wake him up, as we bring him into our storm, he can give us that peace. And he says, he says, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Well, elsewhere, you, we're all familiar with the passage that says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can, you can talk to the mountain. Mountain, throw yourself into the sea. Right? How do we get more faith? We've just been studying on Wednesday nights from Romans chapter 10. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more, the more time we spend in this book and with the people of God listening, our faith grows. But if we, the more time we spend listening to the world, our faith gets weaker and we focus on, the, on our problem. There's a children's song. I don't know if you've ever saying it, but it, says, it talks about glance a little bit at your problems and gaze at God. Have you ever practiced that? Glance at your problems and gaze at God. So we're looking at this story. I want you to think about the, the disciples. They, they are standing in awe of God. Who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. Think about Thomas. Think about Thomas and his partner. They decided to not go and to have a piece of pizza. They, they could have heard the, 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 other, the other ten would have told them later on about the storm and about how Jesus calmed the storm. And they, they would have had secondhand information. They wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have experienced that. What about you and I? As Jesus calls us to get into the boat, if you and I will get into the boat and take that step of obedience, we'll have the opportunity to not only go through the storm, but to have Jesus in the boat. It's about experiencing God. Young people are leaving. is a horrible statistic. I don't know what the stat is, but I talked, I've talked to them all the time in the Army. A lot of young people graduate from high school and church on the same day. Never to go back to either one. 
because they've never experienced God. God is, uh, he's, just, he's just like that old math book that I never want to see again. Okay? I don't want to study geometry anymore. Okay. But this is a living book. And we worship a living God. And God wants, he doesn't want these to be stories of, of old people in the past. He wants you to come into the story. To get into the boat and experience his deliverance. My question for you today. Two questions. What, what is your step of obedience? It, how is God, what boat is God telling you to get into today? Is, is there a boat that he wants you to get into? Who needs to hear this story? It's a very simple story. Who, who can you share this story with? Okay. So with that, let's pray. Father God, I thank you. It'd be great, Lord, if if we could just put our faith in Jesus and then there would be no more storms. But how would we know we could trust you? And so we thank you that you bring storms into our life, Lord, so that we can develop our spiritual muscles. We thank you that you will never leave us or forsake us. You'll be with us always to the end of the age. And Father, we just lift up every man, woman, and child in this, in this room. Because we're all, we're all dealing with storms. I pray that you'd make yourself real. I pray that each of us would, would put our trust in Jesus. So we just uh, commit our lives to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am.